Taika Kariki based award winning animator, illustrator, and graphic artist Ned Wenlock's first graphic novel, Tsunami, is a dark story about Peter, who's a 12 year old boy, and his last few weeks at primary school. He's on the cusp. It's a coming of age story, and it's an examination of teenage confusion, the unpredictable consequences of our actions. It's called Tsunami because everything feels overwhelming to Peter. Ned Wenlock won the 2016 New Zealand International Film Festival Show Me Shorts Best Film Award and DEGNZ Best Director Award. And he's with me now. Hi, Ned. Hi, Kim. What can I help you with? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I, th- I feel I'm equipped to give you a spot of therapy here. Do you realise you sound like a character from a Thomas Hardy novel? Uh, I just heard that just before. Yes. Your name, I mean. Oh, really? Ned. Not your voice. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what it means, but yes. Yeah. Ned Wenlock, Bathsheba. Um, congratulations on Tsunami. It's a... It's not a light book. No. Both in weight and in theme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's quite a long book. <clears throat> but um, uh, yeah. I, I suppose um, yeah. It it is. It's quite a a, a, a dark book. Um, it is a dark book, and it it doesn't. If you ask me how it ends, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Have you got an ending in your mind, and uh, you wanted to just make it ambiguous, or? Well, no, it's ambiguous in the in the story, but in my mind, I know exactly how it ends. Yeah. Would it be a spoiler to tell me? <laughs> well, in given ter- that it's not in the book, why don't you? <laughs> uh, well, I can't say that because it is. It, I it, like you say. I, I do want to leave it ambiguous to the reader. Um, as to exactly what happens. But, yeah, I mean, with anything like that, I think ambiguity or, or ambiguity, I mean, uh, or anything like that, I think it's important for the writer to know specifically what they're doing, um, but to, you know, leave that space open to the reader to interpret. Right. Did you always know where it was going to go? Uh, yes, at the very start, I knew what was going to happen. Um, but then as I developed it and went along, I sort of I threw the, the plot lines out and let the characters develop it themselves. And towards the end there, I, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. And I tried many different approaches to get to where we are now. One of the, one of the morals, and it doesn't bash you over the head with morals, but one of the messages is that people deserve justice no matter how bad they are. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because evil Gus, you know, <laughs> nevertheless, yeah. he is wronged. Yes, yeah. yeah. And deserves to be righted. Yeah, I think that's my kind of cruel irony uh, at play there. I mean, uh, going through the whole book, there's a, there's a... There's a big sense of humour um, around things, um, and I think that that's something. Yes, that, no, I don't make it. Yeah, I don't mean to make it sound terrible. No, 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 no. But what I mean is, like, uh, that's that's my approach: is that I enjoy seeing playing into the wrong side of things, like playing against uh, 
public perception and things like that because I just find that an interesting realm to delve in, even down to the main character being so uh, righteous, uh, making lots of wrong decisions as he goes along. Um, I just find there's a lot of humour in that, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of play. <clears throat> He's, why did you do this, by the way? You're very, very successful animator. I was watching a couple of animations that you did for some music. Yeah, yeah. And they're fantastic. Right, thank you. Um, and immensely clever and made you quite well known. Right. Why did you suddenly launch off in an area that you haven't done before? Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I think that uh, the, the, the prize that I won for that short film, um, <clears throat> well, that short film basically was, uh, for me, it was a summation of everything I'd done up to that point, which was music videos. And I had been treating music videos as short films and, and developing my kind of uh, directorial style over that time. And I felt like that short film was a, like a full stop to that area of my... You're uh, not doing that anymore? No, no. The one, one of the ones I mentioned was um, a band called Danger Beach, an Australian band called Danger yes. Beach. Yes. A song called Apache. Yes. Um, it's not even a song, is it? An instru- is that an, an instrumental, instrumental piece, yeah. yeah. And I just found it compelling. How did, did you go to them and say... Let me do this. Did they come to you? How did that oh, work? Oh no, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was my my uh, film school. Basically, was that I would approach bands and say, "Hey, uh, would you like a music video for free?" For free, yeah, for free. And um, and basically, my idea was that if you take money out of the equation, then you have a lot of control over what you do. Uh, and I just wanted that control in terms of um, using their music as a soundtrack. You mean if they're <clears> not giving you any money, they don't have to tell you what to do. Exactly. You can exactly. do what you like. I can do what I like, and I can explore things in my own way. Uh, I think when money is involved, then there's a bit of a, a bit more collaboration and less autonomy in terms of what you can develop. So that was my... my uh, over 10 years, I did that, uh, approaching different bands, one a year, um, and just... Uh, Gosh, they must have thought it was... Fabulous! <laughs> yes, For somebody to come along and say, oh, "I can do your music video." Well, they were, yeah, a lot Free of them. Of charge. Well, especially the Danger Beach. They were, they were Australian band, and they just, I just contacted them via email, and they were like, "Oh, who's this guy?" They didn't know who I was, um, and just out of the blue, and uh, it took me about two months to make the video, and they'd just forgotten that I had even approached them by the time I got back to them. So when I showed them the video, they were, "Whoa." You know, did they is, love it? They did love it, yes. and they loved the response to it too. Because I mean, it it kind of it went a bit viral at the time, and uh, I think they got a lot of uh, traction overseas. So I think it was yeah very useful to them. <clears throat> and the other one that I saw is in very much the same style. You know the one I'm referring to? Uh, uh, MGMT. Yes, video? yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That was uh, basically a, um, a, a record label got in touch with me because of the Danger Beach video ah. and said, hey, would you like to make a video for the song that Dan- uh, MGMT have uh, recorded? Did they pay you for that one? They, <laughs> not exactly. They paid me in... Uh, um, T-shirts. That kind of thing, yeah. They, <laughs> the, 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 the record label that contacted me had this backlog of CDs, and I said, well, look, if you can just send me your entire backlog, that'll be payment for this video. So they did that, and um, that was great. And I, I, And people say, don't do this, but... 
um, sometimes when you have an opportunity like that, um, it is good for your own personal profile and, and things like that. You know, so there's 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 I suppose payment outside of monetary uh, sure stuff. Yeah. So graphic novel, very well received. Probably going to win a prize. Are you going to move on to something else after that? Is uh, this is this what you do? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the reason I did this graphic novel is that I was struggling to go from making these musical short films, music videos and stuff, to go to something longer with drama involved. And um, one of my struggles is that I can't... I find it very difficult to uh, write scripts. I have to see things visually to, in order to tell a story. Uh, and it develops, it develops through the pictures and the words. Um, and so when I was thinking about uh, maybe creating a feature film or something like that with the Film Commission, I had that problem. I was like, well, how am I going to do this? And the, the idea for this graphic novel came from that, was, was that I could do this graphic novel in pictures, develop a longer story, develop, you know, work out how this thing worked, and then possibly go back to um, making you know, features or something like that. You could make an animated movie out of Tsunami. I could, yes, exactly, that kind of thing, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if there'll be an audience for that, but um, this is just like the first stab at it. So maybe like maybe the next one where I just think more about the audience rather than making it such a personal story. And <clears throat> is that you when you were 12? Uh, yes. Peter. It, it, in a way it was, yeah. I mean, when I came up with the idea, the character came from me. Uh, I was thinking about myself at the age of 12 and how I was a little bit of a righteous person and I found that kind of humorous. And as I started drawing the story, I mean, he turned into his own character. So he's not me now in the book, but that's where it came from, yes. Did you, do you read books when you said that you need to see things visually? Do you read books oh, without <laughs> pictures? Yes, yes, I do. Will you yeah. do that? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love I love graphic novels and comics and stuff like that, but I mostly would read. Books. Did you grow up with graphic novels and comics? Yeah, yeah. Well, comics, I suppose. Comics, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, Tintin, uh, Asterix, uh, the Beano, you know, all those all those familiar kind of um, comics and stuff, and also picture books. You know, uh, kids' picture books. I think I I went along with kids' picture books probably later than I probably should have. Um, in terms of age, just because I was fascinated with the, the storytelling methods in them, you know. Um, yeah, they meant a lot to me uh, back then. Um, yeah. So how will you make a living in 10 years' time, do you think? That is a really good question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's becoming harder and harder as I get older anyway. Um so I, I don't know what the answer is. It is it becoming harder and harder? I mean, you're acquiring more and more <clears throat> strings to your bow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think that um, as you do that, as you become less specialised, um, I don't know, you, you sort of you have less focus possibly or seen as having less focus. I'm not sure. Um, but it's, it's, it is hard to spend time on something like this graphic novel um, and and... I mean, there's such a small audience here in New Zealand that um, you can't really get that back in terms of monetary, you know. Yeah, although 
The internet has given you a global audience, has it yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll yet to see how that goes. Like, uh, I don't know, um, trying to sell something like Tsunami overseas, who knows, that could work. Right. Um, and if it does, that would be great. That would be helpful, yeah. All right. Very nice to talk to you. Thank you. Ned Wenlock, we're talking uh, largely about his uh, novel, his graphic novel, and it's called Tsunami.